we love it. Never looks for things. No, either <laughs> that or that uh, fuzziness that we created. <laughs> Which we could. So, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the latest live edition of Sunday Estate Agents podcast together and delighted that Luke's with me he's come down to London I have just for this just for this just for this wasn't anything to do with the football whatsoever <laughs> not at all not, not at all. all well I can't remember the football now yeah I don't blame you no I can't remember either it wasn't it wasn't a very memorable game but it was lovely for you to come down and to see you so thank you yeah, it was a pleasure to be invited good so what's happening with uh, Leicester property market and um you know I know you speak to people when I speak to people yeah. how are you finding things um, yeah, but busy. I mean, interestingly, we, we're going out to a lot of a lot of valuation. Well, to to be precise, in April we attended two hundred ninety six market appraisals. Okay, can you be a bit more precise, please? Yeah. So, um, so some, but that ranges. A lot of those are anniversary or property checkups um, that we've done. Um, but interestingly, from those property checkups, and again, sometimes it's. People don't feel there's maybe the value in there, but there is the value for the client. But then uh, four property checkups have actually turned into instructions. That's interesting. So if we hadn't have done those property checkups or anniversary vows, whatever you want to call them, then those homes wouldn't have come to the market. Circa value, uh, so we're talking probably around 20, 25,000 pounds worth of fee revenue. Wow. So So... Two hundred and ninety six. Two hundred and ninety six market appraisals in one yeah. month. In one month, yeah. How do you cope with attended, that? Attended, actually done. Took place in the month of May, and we've sent out marketing reports for with three offices. With three offices, four listers. Okay, so how did they manage to cope with all of that? How did you manage to structure yeah. all of those in and those um, health checks, those yeah. anniversary? How long do they take? So um, that, that's the that's the thing. So with a health check, I don't think so. One of the things we looked at was can we maybe give a shorter amount of time to a health check? Uh, can we just give it half an hour, forty five minutes? We still give them an hour and a half because you never know. Okay, yes, you can ask the right questions on the phone, so it can give you a bit of an idea. But sometimes that person still needs an hour of spending with because again, it's who else do they know that's looking to buy or sell? Um, what other properties? So, so Bethany at our office, um, who works in the contact center, one of the questions is, is this their only property or is it part of a larger empire kingdom portfolio? And just from that one question, she booked in one person for six market appraisals. I'm glad that question still works. It hundred percent. It, it does. Well, I, for example, I, I was on the phone, uh, in the week talking to a guy where we'd matched him out some details. Um, so he said he's, he's quite busy at the minute. Um, so I just asked him the question, is this is this going to be your first investment property? No, I'm actually completing on four in the next two weeks. Two have already got tenants for, two haven't. So again, when we're following up, matching out of details to clients, are we asking someone, is this their first, second or third purchase? Um, have they bought locally before? All of those questions, but from a, an investor's perspective, because again, we know how valuable lettings business is in terms of the business value, but also revenue as a revenue stream. So here's a question then, because um, I've been doing quite a bit of work actually with um, some mentoring with yeah. two or three lettings 
um, teams or actually um, head of lettings. Um, and we're trying to make sure sales and lettings are a lot more aligned mm. and they're talking to each other. So how good are your um, letting teams speaking to every buy-to-let investor that registers? So on a monthly basis, you're going to have X amount of people that register buy-to-let investors. Are your letting team phoning them up, introducing themselves to say, look, hi, I'm Luke, I'm head of lettings here. Just want to um, understand, you know, are you looking for income? Are you looking for capital appreciation? What's important to you? Is this your first or is it part yeah. of a larger property empire? If it is part of a larger property empire, when was the last time your letting agent offered to take you for coffee yeah. to maximise your investment? Yeah. Because um, that's really opening the door. Yeah. But the other thing is, are they also looking at people that are in rented accommodation in your area? Mm. So first time buyer registers, they're in rented accommodation. What then happens with that information? Yeah. So another opportunity. And likewise, on the tenant side, of a tenant utilising the postcodes they get to cross-check with a customer base to see whether you've been there because you may already know the landlord. Yeah. So Absolutely. a lot of talking and how good are, is everybody who's watching this listening to it, um, at doing that on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that that is the key thing because normally, in, and as is no different historically and it's getting better, is that sales and lettings are, are apart, aren't they? And those paths may never meet, but they, but they do, but they do. And an interesting exercise from our perspective is, since we introduced our new commission scheme, um, the amount of lettings appraisals we're now going out to that we weren't going out to before, but also um, our property managers actually booking in landlords for appraisals. Um, so if they. So again, we're hearing that landlords are maybe exiting the market, maybe those reluctant landlords from credit crunch days, 2008 to 10, um, are now exiting the market because they build up the, the equity. But then those property managers are identifying, right, great, we'll get, we'll get in early days. So a uh, prime example with ourselves is that there's uh, four of those in the past two weeks that have been booked by property management but because we've introduced a new incentive scheme to incentivize booking valuations to the right standard, because we all know that it starts at the market appraisal on how well it's booked in for, and they're now coming to the market. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, 100%. Really so, interesting. So, but again, I agree. But it's funny that people's minds just focus on the incentives, yep. you know, and they're happy to go and do it. Yeah. But it comes back to what you said, and you normally do your hands up. Who agrees that market appraisals are the lifeblood of any agency? And they are. It all starts with the market appraisal. And if you can do that, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, 90% of the time, or even if it's 50% of the time, it, then you're putting yourselves in a stronger position. Okay, so I come back. So come back to something that you just said, um, landlords exiting. Yeah. What was really interesting was when I went to the Property Investment Network exhibition and, you know, the seven people I spoke to that had 79 properties between them yeah. were looking to buy more. Yeah. So um, if you are a Birmingham agent, I think it's May the 15th, there is another landlord uh, Property Investment Network show at Villa Park. So if it was me, Get down there. I would definitely be 
been going down there. Well, it doesn't and, necessarily need to be a Birmingham agent. It should be a Midlands agent, any Midlands yeah, agent. Yeah, 100%. Because landlords will travel. Yeah, definitely. As I'm sure they, you probably had landlords from all around the country going to come to the London one. Yeah. So might have to head over there myself, even if, if it is at Villa Park. <laughs> Do you know what? I think there's another five or six this year as well. Yeah. So for me, I would go there. There's people walking around. Yeah. They're all landlords. I would start a conversation yeah. with exhibitors won't be happy if yeah. all they're starting conversations after they've paid their yeah. their but speak to them and actually some of the exhibitors are also landlords. Yeah. You know, so be a little bit of give and take. Yeah. Know, they may want to give you some tax advice. Yeah. And you wanna may help them with their um, yeah. property empire. Yeah. Well that we'll was see how that, it goes. That was an interesting thing. I'll have to revert revert to my notes because on the way down today I was listening to the high performance podcast, which is with Greg Hoffman. Um, so he was the previous chief marketing officer for Nike. Um, and those that haven't listened to it, it's, it's worth it. Um, and one of the things is that even Nike did. So Nike studied other businesses on how to become better. So one of the things that, that he gave the example of is that they experienced the Savile Row tailor so they went in and thought wow this is impressive obviously someone comes out and measures you inside leg and all of that how can we take that back to nike so that's where the whole customization so when you can get your trainers customized so you can have your initials put on you can have a badge done in a certain place um so that, that's what they they did so he said there's plenty of businesses outside of your own sphere where you can take inspiration from and even if it is going to look at some of the other exhibitors at that landlord show to see, well, what is it that they're doing? What's appealed for you to go and inquire about something or speak to? Because then you can bring that back in in, in your in your own in your own business. But um, I mean, it, it's some of the things that Greg talked about was the power of free. Um, so when you're presenting options to a customer, so. Yeah, let's take let's take for example sales. So this is our selling fee. Are you giving people free options? So this is your basic, your premium, or your premium plus, because it's proven. And um, Damien Hughes said again, it's been proven with studies is that people like to feel they have a choice, and when they have a choice, you're likely to get more commitment from someone. So it's interesting because we talked about we've talked about previously the flexi fee. Yep. Um, you know, so having that discussion, right? So the investment in our services, we want you to choose what it is. There's yep. three options. Yeah. So either it's one percent. Yeah. Plus fat. It's one and a half percent plus fat or two percent plus fat. Yeah. You choose upon exchange. Yeah. We're going to ask you. So straight away, I mean, the cheapskates are always going to pay you one percent. Yep. whatever the typically british people because they don't want to feel like they're cheapskates no will pay you the one and a half percent yeah but if the whole team is looking at the whole giving customer excellence the whole time throughout the journey then maybe you're going to get two three four yep. of those yeah that you know what you fully deserve your two percent yep. but that's that's a great way a colleague of that of mine used that on friday just gone with with, with the performance fee so the client wanted it at one percent and it's look okay look our fee is between one and say 1.5 you'll decide at the end when we're ready to exchange contracts based upon a couple of things one is the price that we've got you because we want to get you a world beating price two is the exceptional service that we're going to provide to you 
So if we haven't been able to, I want to be able to say to you, Stephen, at Exchange of Contracts, have we given you that world record price or that world beating price? And have we given you exceptional service? So Stephen, we at the outset, we agreed that the fee would either be between 1 and 1.5. What fee would you like me to put on the invoice today? Um, 1.35%. That's fine. That's not a problem. That's, would you just explain to me as to why? Because you didn't quite get to accept. You didn't quite get to the well-beating price that I wanted. Okay, if you were able to get that extra ten thousand pounds, yeah. then I would have been happy to pay. You know, maybe one and a half percent. Absolutely. And there's going to be situations where you get that, but that's I'm barely. A cheap, I'm a cheap <laughs> I should have said 075 percent. But is that not better than? straight away just dropping your pants and saying yeah we'll do it at one percent yeah so because again we all know there are fee pressures out there and i've never known it to be as tough in terms of those fee pressures there's obviously agents that that i mean no longer a purple bricks the cheapest out there i think to sell on average it's two thousand pounds if you want the company viewings so purple bricks aren't the cheapest out there um and now rather than just saying yeah we'll do it for one percent you've given customers an option to say fine if you still want to pay one percent and we if we do everything that we do and you get what you get can we get what we we want and then it's your chance to prove to them and and again one of the ways i've phrased it with a customer before is i want to be able to say to you stephen that we did everything we said we're going to we've got you that record price and i want to be able to say would you mind then putting that in the google review in those kind of words because then that's as Thomas, Tom Panos says, that's what the market's saying to the market. And we know from booking our market appraisals, more and more people are, are looking at Google for, for trust. And Paramount Properties, guess how many Google reviews now? 1,200. Just under 1,100 yeah. plus. Yeah. That's just incredible. Yeah. I mean, if there's any agents out there that have got more than 1,100, let yeah. us know because we like to go and spend well, we're at five, We're at 570 across the three branches. So we've got, they don't know it yet, but we're going to see if we can try and aim for some milestones during May for it because uh, at Clown and Park, we're at 387. Wow. So what would be the magic number to get to by the end of? Oh, 500, no, 400. <laughs> <laughs> but we added 22 during, uh, we added 22 Google reviews during April. And did you have incentives again, or are this is people now really deciding actually, you know what, we see the benefit of getting Google reviews. We see that's where everybody's the first um, place that people are searching now yeah. and that we need to get them. Both. So because of the 10 steps that we go through in order to put a market appraisal, um, and one is who recommended you to call us today, Quite often they'll say Google, so they're realizing how vital Google is. So you've probably been maybe talking about it to your teams for the past God knows how many years, and now it's starting to sink in. Um, but then also we make it fun so that if they get their name mentioned in a Google review, again, it makes it more personable, then they get a spin on the wheel of fortune. Yeah. So again, it creates a bit of fun. Um, some of them film when they're doing the spin on the wheel uh, and that kind of thing and it can be anything from a bottle of wine to a bag of haribo to a five pound uh, note to a costa gift card but it's not necessary but they the delight and that they see in their, their face and their eyes when they actually get their name mentioned on the google review and then we do a quarterly thing with our quarterly awards as to who gets the most mentions in the in the google reviews as well brilliant that's fantastic good so what else is happening you've got a nice trip planned this this month Rome. 
You're going to Rome. I'm going to Rome next Wednesday. That's very romantic. Yeah, to buy myself. <laughs> Even more romantic. By myself. So Rome to hopefully see Leicester win um, in the semi-final. Hopefully they're better than they were today. It won't be. It won't take much. <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't take much. But hopefully they're saving their energy and conserving it for for Wednesday. Well, Thursday. Thursday's game. Yeah. So and then then it's Norfolk. Blimey. Norfolk with a family. Okay. So, um, so you've got quite a month this month. Yeah. You're not going anywhere slightly further. Um, uh, coming back down to London. Okay. Yeah. Um, with my property academy group with Peter Rowlands, um, and then um, making the short trip to uh, Sydney, Australia. Amazing. So I think that's what you were getting at. I think it? you may be right. Yeah. <laughs> Took a while to get there, but yeah, we got there. Went around the houses. <laughs> So yes, yeah, really looking forward, really looking forward to that. So good trip planned for that. So and got anybody that you're gonna see? Any plans? Uh John and Troy. Uh so got a morning with John McGrath and Troy Malcolm. Amazing. Uh Michael Pallia. Okay, Michael's been a guest on the show. He has been a guest on the show. Yeah. Um also very famous from Lux Listings now. Lux listings, yeah. Ex car mechanic to Mercedes-Benz Rolls-Royce salesman to now. Uh, real estate agent multi to multi-millions um, we've got Tom Hector in Adelaide um, trip to Melbourne as well uh, try and pull in some agents there um, obviously we've got Arek which is uh, there's some good lineup of speaker good lineup of speakers there um, Edward Smythe can't forget Edward uh, can't and Shannon well, well, don't know because Shannon Shannon doesn't work with them anymore, does she? So, so if you've got any questions that you would like Luke to take over to Australia to ask, um, let us know. Um, I'm sure we'll be it. able to pull in a few. Um, um, and the other thing I wanted to say, a massive thank you to, um, is your Knightsbridge app. Oh yes. So um, I had quite a few people. Did you? Yes. So, so we've got just, some, we have got some listeners. Yeah, we have got listeners. It wasn't just Andy. No, it wasn't just it. Andy. So um, no, we've got a few people that requested it. Yeah. So thank you very much. Pleasure. And thank you for the people that actually take the time to listen. Yeah. Um, and ask, you know, which is great. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things I thought I'd share with uh, this week is the team's res uh, receptiveness to how to help more people get a better mortgage okay so again there's been a bit in property industry about how mortgage selling yeah because i'm um, oh, sorry yeah potentially Connors. potentially allegedly, allegedly allegedly yeah take it back um but again people generally need a mortgage in order to move house there's not many cash buyers out there obviously different for different parts of the country uh, but this comes from a I think it's a blend. It started with Tom Panos and then there was um, Tom Ferry. So the team have been asking everyone, um, how open-minded would you, Stephen? How open-minded would you be, Stephen, to saving money? Very. Okay. So on average, Greg, our mortgage consultant, has saved someone £50 per month on their mortgage. Would it not be beneficial use of your time for 30 minutes to have a quick chat? 100%. When can he call me? Tomorrow, two o'clock or four? Sounds perfect. Four o'clock. Thank you. Boom. That was hard. <laughs> but just by sticking to how open-minded would you be to save money, that's resulted in a massive uptake in being able to get a mortgage, fat, what we call a fact-find appointment. 
again, we will only sell a mortgage if it's right for the customer. Again, you've got the whole FS, FCA guidance and everything around that. But with our brokers, we firmly believe because of the access we've got to the different products that they can genuinely get them a better product. Okay, what a brilliant question. So I know you've got to get back to Leicester. It's going to be short and sweet. Yeah. So thank you very, very much. It's pleasure been a as always. Pleasure and honour to do a live face to face, which we haven't done most probably since we've been in Birmingham. No. In a long, long time. No. So we'll try and see if we can pull some in when we're in Australia or when I'm in Australia, dialing back to home. Amazing. Um, and then maybe it, on the 7th of June. Yeah, when we have our next mastermind. Yeah, very exciting. So enjoy Rome, Norfolk, Australia. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing you um, in June. Um, thanks very much for coming down today. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. Please rate us, review us, share it with all your friends, family, colleagues, anybody that's going to benefit from it. And have a lovely rest of your bank holiday or week whenever you're watching it. Thanks a lot, guys and girls. See ya. And people. Bye.